Corn Caledon grimaced as his teeth pulled a strip of flesh from a hastily cooked human arm. After three weeks and twelve of his mates put to the spit, he couldn't quite bring himself to devour his meals on deck before the eyes of his fellow crewmen. He knew he would have died long ago if not for the grim meals, and he refused to die, but his survival brought him no satisfaction. Worse, the passing of days had brought no wind to the still Obari seas, and soon, quite soon, there would be no one left to devour. According to the navigator, the Queen's lament had been less than a week from Quantium when the winds died, and the long voyage from distant Vudra had left them but a few days of provisions when the sails went slack and the ship fell still. Corm had argued against putting in at that city of wizards, favoring instead the markets of Catapesh, or even the slaver enclave of Okano. But the ship's captain had no fear of sorcerers and mystics, and carried forth toward Nex's capital port, mocking Corm's superstition. Then the ocean died, and the captain along with it. After the navigator, he had been the first to provide his meat for the survival of the mutinous crew. Even now, Corm could hear the crew cackling and howling on deck, filled with a moment's energy from their latest harvest. Sitting with his back against the cabin door and his eyes on the sunlit stairs, Corm swallowed a hunk of what this morning had been the third mate. He tried not to think of the look in the young sailor's eyes when the lad drew a tarnished silver coin from the capped tankard they used to determine whose turn had come. In the space of a moment, the crew fell upon him with knives and sharpened hooks. Two weeks ago, Corm would have left the work to the others. Earlier today, he pushed them aside in an effort to claim the choicest cuts for himself and his companion, Abos, on the other side of the door. With the navigator and the captain, they'd sliced the meat into cutlets so they could pretend they feasted on some animal. It was brutal work that forever changed the butcher. By the third draw of tarnished silver, Men threw their slain mates right into the fire, hacking crisped limbs away, leaving fingers and toes intact, making no pretense of their foul work. To date, Corm and Abos had remained on the right side of the dinner knives, but he knew their look would only last so long. Corm dropped the mate's arm into his lap and brought his bloody fingers to his mouth, plucking a hair from between his front teeth. A shadow darkened the stairs to the deck. Then another. And another. The thin, wooden stairs creaked under the weight of six emaciated sailors, led by Hermat, a lanky, thin-bearded Vudran in a blood-spattered blue vest. He held a red, greased knife in his left hand, and the capped tankard in his right. We miss you on deck, Caladan, he said with a wicked smile. There's still some of our mad left, if you hurry. We wouldn't want you to go hungry. Why do you always disappear during meals? Corm flicked away the thin black strand of hair and let his left hand fall to the thin saber at his side. It's not that I dislike the company, he said. 
I had to bring a portion down to Abos. The men behind Hermit shifted nervously, their eyes darting to the cabin door. Corm noticed that all of them held short blades, belaying hooks, or curved daggers. That, and the presence of the tankard, suggested they hadn't just come to talk. Even with the little strength provided by their latest meal, Corm doubted he would be able to take all of them in a fight. Unshaken, Hermit stepped forward and leaned down to look Corm straight in the eyes.